uh, one of the first applications was with NASA, uh, where we were uh, trying to minimize and successfully minimize the loss of muscle mass due to the uh, uh, weightlessness, where you have no resistance, so that uh, even if you're trying to do exercise, you really can't do much because there's uh, very little resistance. And uh, as well as <coughs> nutrition for athletes and uh, you know a variety of the circumstances, maybe we can talk some about it. And, and mm-hmm. one of the so so those were the two major things. One finding that the essential amino acids can be formulated to be specifically uh, targeting metabolic processes in, in a variety of circumstances. And secondly, that that when these formulations were made, that they could be effective even in the absence of exercise. And and of course. We're not interested in, in that part personally, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the beneficial effect turns out to be a different mechanism than the mechanism that you improve your muscle status through exercise. So the two interact together to amplify the response. It's not just the sum of the effects, but the, the, uh, the two sort of uh, synergistically work together. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We have a very informative interview episode for you guys this week. Uh, But before we jump into that, I want to thank you all for listening, uh, continuing to listen to the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We see you guys doing so uh, thanks to uh, the download numbers going up. um, Also, those ratings coming in. So if you haven't uh, got to give us a rating or review... Uh, we would definitely appreciate you doing so. We love, absolutely love, mm-hmm. five stars. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. makes our day. <laughs> but you can share your feedback, and it is always appreciated. That's right. So for everybody who's already done so, thank you so much. If you haven't done thank so, you. what are you waiting for? No. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Head to Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Leave a rating review. Uh, we definitely check them all out, and we usually highlight them on the podcast, too. So if you leave your feelings, we'll talk about them on a future episode. We promise. Um, I also want to thank the Amino Company for not only sponsoring today's episode, but really making today's episode happen because they uh, uh, essentially set us up with today's uh, guest interviewee. Um, and they also um, help power me through my workouts through their supplements. And let me tell you about one particular supplement right now. If you tune into the Addicted to Fitness podcast on a regular basis, you know we do a training recap on every episode. Shannon and I share what we did for our exercise and fitness during the week. So you hear that we are doing a ton of exercise. Um, and recently, I've been trying to up my game, try to increase the intensity of that exercise. And being 38, going on 39, it's been hard, I'll be honest. But it's gotten a little bit easier over the last month or so because I've been using the, the Perform product from the Amino Company. The Perform product increases peak strength and endurance levels during exercise. It's three times more effective on the gram for gram basis than any other protein source. It improves cognitive function, focus, and concentration. Decreases recovery time by quickly rebuilding muscle tissue, and it happens to be keto friendly, 
soy-free, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So anybody, depending, regardless, I should say, of your diet requirements can try this product. Guys, I've honestly been using this product for the last month or so, and I can tell you with the utmost sincerity that my intensity and my ability to progress during my workouts has improved, okay? So head to aminoco.com, check out their products, and bonus for you listeners, you get 30% off by using the code ATF at checkout. Better yet, go to aminoco.com slash ATF, read more about their uh, their scientifically backed benefits. You can see pictures of yours truly, uh, and also read the testimonial that I read, uh, that my honest testimonial about how I feel about these products. So once again, visit aminoco.com slash ATF, and if you want to buy any of the products, use the code ATF at checkout. All right, guys, so this is a very uh, uh, supplement-centric episode. Um, you guys know that we, t- we we don't have a ton of sponsors on this podcast, and really the, the main reason is that we're very, um, I would say, particular about what we look for in a yeah. sponsor, um, <laughs> mainly that it actually works for us, whatever that product or service mm-hmm. may be. Um, so um, I mentioned it last week. Um, I've been using AminoCo com- uh, products for over a month now, and I really do feel a difference. And today we actually get to speak to the essentially um, the lead scientist, amino companies of lead scientist, Dr. Robert Wolf. And he gets to explain all the science behind why these supplements work. Um, it really is very technical, very scientific, but I really want you guys to hang in because it really is um, a great explanation of why we decided to bring AminoCo on because, uh, or to be the spon- one of the sponsors of the Addicted to Fitness podcast because I believe their products really do work. And Dr. Wolf is going to give you the science behind why they work. So without further ado, please enjoy this interview with the lead scientist of the amino company, Dr. Robert Wolf. My guest today has completed over 65 marathons, published over 450 peer-reviewed research articles, holds 14 patents, is the professor of geriatrics at University of Arkansas Medical School, and is the lead scientist of The Amino Company. I'm very excited to welcome Dr. Robert Wolf to the Addicted to Fitness podcast. How are you doing today, Dr. Wolf? Good, good. I'm glad to join you. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm so excited to speak to you because honestly, even though that introduction, we had a several highlights. Uh, it was only just a small snippet of what I found uh, about your career, you know, professional experience online. So we got, I know we have a lot to discuss. Uh, but before we jump into it, with all our interviewees, we'd like to ask you what you did for your training either today or recently. Well, uh, I've been on the West Coast today. I'm not really, I haven't done anything yet, but I'll be doing a resistance exercise uh, today. The uh, my normal routine is uh, resistance exercise three times a week and uh, some sort of aerobics, either running or a uh, stationary bike. Or some days I'll do a stationary bike, running and uh, uh, elliptical all together. And then uh, usually at least four times a week, walking 18 holes of golf in the afternoon. So, uh, wow, nice. uh, that, that, you know, it's, it sounds funny to include it as your exercise routine, but, you know, I'm 75 and it's about a seven mile walk using my GPS. It's longer than you think. And, and, and in fact, 
made further longer than if you hit it right down the middle, it's about seven miles. But if you're left and right, like my <laughs> game usually is, then you add a bit to that as well. So those are sort of the three components, the uh, resistance exercise. And uh, I like to do uh, interval training once a week still. I mean, I, I really well past the point of doing any sort of uh, competition, but I find that, uh, you know, sort of the rediscovery of the value of the exercise of the intervals with the so-called hit training is, Back when I first started running, which was in 1960, we'd walk down to the track and lace on our, our track shoes and do intervals and then I walk back uh, home. And uh, so, you know, I sort of grown up all my life doing intervals and I find they really, they really a great way to, uh, to uh, sharpen yourself without taking too much out of you. So those are the, those are the different components and they uh, uh, are all sort of dependent on, uh, any specific thing I got going on, but since I'm not doing competition, you know, I keep on that schedule pretty close. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Like you said, my, uh, uh, people, listeners of the podcast will know, uh, you know, golf fitness is kind of my area of expertise. I work at a gym here that focuses trains, mostly golfers. So I do oh, okay, understand. Cool. Yeah. yeah okay. Luckily, unfortunately, I don't think most of them walk the holes like you do. I think they're probably doing a lot more carts than uh, walking, even though they probably should walk more. So um uh so has this has this type of regimen been regular for you for most of your life or did this well no i think uh most uh well i I started off as a basketball player and and everything i did up till i was like 13 years old was entirely related to basketball and then and and i carried through to uh having a scholarship at cal and playing on for uh uh there for my whole career and then being drafted by the warriors so the, the basketball was a big part of it but the running and fitness really started kind of coincidental with that. When I was 13, ninth grade, uh, someone told me I had to try to go up for cross country to get in shape for basketball. Mm-hmm. In those days, you know, we did a lot more sports. We didn't just focus on the one thing you really liked. And right. it turned out I had an actual aptitude for it, and uh, I had never heard of it. And, or, or, and, of course, I was living in Oakland, so the cross, so-called cross country was uh, running on the streets, but uh, be that as it may, it was, uh, it was a pretty long trudge for me at that stage of my life. The races were 1.9 miles. And uh, I got into that and, and track was still a big sport in the uh, West Coast in the early 60s. And so and, and while basketball was my main interest, I ran cross country and track all the way through high school and uh, at Cal as well. I ran on the track team. And then once I retired from basketball, I, I really focused on running, not a general fitness so much, because I uh, was busy with my work and uh, I, I found I still had a very strong competitive desire mm-hmm. and found that with the running, even though, uh, the, the, you know, I wasn't a world class runner, that the competition really became more with myself of what I could do and what kind of times I could run. And uh, that really became my major point of exercise. And uh, probably looking back on it, it would have benefited from doing other kind of training, you know, to kind of amplify my fitness, but that, that, that really wasn't what happened. I was, I, I really wanted to see, to run as well as I could and focus most of my energy on running outside of work and did that right straight through. I've, I've had a lot of setbacks like you would expect for four, 50, 60 years of running training, but, uh, you know, I always kept plugging away and that's, that's sort of was my, uh, you know, I wasn't a world-class runner, but I uh, I was persistent and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and really uh, persistent and consistent. So that uh, 75 now, and I pretty much worked out every day that it's possible to do it for the last uh, 50 or 60 years. 
Well, that's, that's very, I mean, uh, I think uh, a lot of people who listen to this podcast, especially myself, aspire to, to do that as they, as they go, uh, uh, grow older. So um, I would like to ask you, I mean, obviously, fitness is a huge part of your life. Um, was that something that uh, inspired you to go into your professional background that you chose into the medical field? Not really. Um, the, uh, uh, my PhD was in the area of biochemistry and my, my first job, which was uh, then really maintained for, for most of my career was uh, uh, determining the basis for uh, muscle loss and slow wound healing in children with severe burns. I was at Harvard Medical School for 10 years working in the uh, Shriners Burns Institute. And, uh, and it really was not at all, at first blush, it really seemed to be like entirely different from anything that I would be interested in as far as personal uh, exercise. The problem with the severe burns, and these are kids average 75% of third degree burns, so seriously ill. And uh, that you could just see the muscle wasting occurring day by day. You, since the skin had been burned away, you could actually see the muscle fibers diminishing every day. And we had a tremendous success over the years in improving survival. But the problem was that they had so depleted with the, their muscle mass and functional capacity that they really couldn't get back to any kind of a normal life. And that took me into where I started combining my personal interest in training and exercise and uh, nutrition, uh, combining, you know, focus on the, the uh, clinical side as well, because the next many, many years, most of my career spent uh, trying to figure out the optimal approach, both in burn kids as well as others with serious illness, all the way up to Olympic athletes, what the factors are that really control performance, how we can modify those and uh, uh, take advantage of some of the available nutrients and as well as uh, other approaches to not only minimize muscle loss and critical illness, but uh, actually keep it on or, or even benefit or even gain in, in situations like aging or, and, and, and of course, all of those were sort of the professional things, but, but they're always just the underpinning of my personal interest in performance. And so I always managed to have a control group that was uh, highly trained uh, uh, athletes that uh, were trying to maximize their performance. So, it's it's been a bit of a sidelight all my career, but uh, a pers- uh, but but it's benefit in a way. I think it benefited a lot in the sense that I wasn't just starting trying to improve performance from square one, but basic, but understanding the basic metabolic and physiological responses that are responsible for improved performance, and and then once really establishing how you measure those and what those factors are moving laterally to a variety of circumstances, including the uh, uh, performance in, in well-trained athletes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I went doing my research with you over uh, in preparation for this interview. I saw, obviously, like you said, I think you already mentioned, you worked with the army, worked with NASA, worked with the Olympic athletes. I mean, obviously trying to optimize performance. Um, is there a specific group that you worked with or I made a discovery. I know, like you said, 14 patents. Is there any group that sticks out to you that you worked with that uh, really told or told you a very, almost like a breakthrough? Um, I'm yeah, sure you probably had many. Well, I think that uh, it's, you know, things progress at a slow pace, slower than you'd like. But I think that the, there are two sort of major critical factors that uh, sort of 
The first was the basic discovery that there's uh, that the uh, <coughs> we only need a certain number of amino acids to stimulate the st the production of new muscle protein, and those are the essential amino acids. Mm -hmm. And those amino acids cannot be produced in the body, and they have to be taken from a dietary endpoint. So that we have a certain amount of the, of the essential amino acids are eaten every day in the context of your diet. And uh, <coughs> the first sort of seminal discovery was that if you took these isolated individual essential amino acids, they could be formulated in different combinations to have different results in different parts of the body and could be used as nutritional supplements to, uh, to benefit the, the physical state of a variety of people. Mm -hmm. The specific area that I applied this in initially, which was actually uh, surprisingly effective was in, in healthy elderly who had lost a lot of their physical function just through the process of aging, but were still not disabled or anything, but they weren't doing any kind of exercise programming and exercise program and all concerned with the fact that they'd lost so much muscle and, 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 and in particular lost their ability to function. And that we found through a uh, series of studies that you can manipulate the, the, the uh, uh, profile of these essential amino acids, the proportion of one relative to the other, in a way to specifically target the metabolic basis for why older people lose muscle at a faster rate than younger people do. And when we gave this formulation to uh, a group of older people, we found that in the absence of exercise, they still improved their muscle mass, improved their muscle performance, and uh, uh, this was the first demonstration, really, that you could, through nutritional supplement, supplementation, improve the, the protein status of the body without concurrent exercise. Then, of course, we hmm. also extended that on to uh, the interactive effects between the exercise when you do perform exercise and the uh, uh, nutritional supplement. But I think that the, the, the crucial point was that, that we had sort of cracked the code in being able to provide a dietary supplement that enabled a greater production of muscle protein than uh, would normally occur, even though we in, in individuals that are already re, uh, taking their so-called uh, dietary requirement of essential amino acids, that that, that isn't the, the, the maximum you can do and that we could amplify performance. And we uh, performed studies in a variety of circumstances subsequently in terms of, as you said, uh, uh, one of the first applications was with NASA, uh, where we were uh, trying to minimize and successfully minimize the loss of muscle mass due to the uh, uh, weightlessness, where you have no resistance, so that uh, even if you're trying to do exercise, you really can't do much because there's uh, very little resistance. And uh, as well as nutrition for athletes and uh, you know, a variety of the circumstances, maybe we can talk some about it. And, and one mm -hmm. of the, so, so those were the two major things. One, finding that the essential amino acids can be formulated to be specifically uh, targeting metabolic processes in, in a variety of circumstances. And secondly, that, that when these formulations were made, that they could be effective even in the absence of exercise. And, and of course, we're not interested in, in that part personally, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the beneficial effect turns out to be a different mechanism than the mechanism that you improve your muscle status through exercise. So the two interact together to amplify the response. It's not just the sum of the effects, but the, the, uh, the two sort of uh, synergistically work together to amplify the response. So 
So those are the, uh, the all the patents refer to different circumstances, different formulations that 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 I've been able to demonstrate have specific applications. So you know maybe we could talk a little bit about some of those different applications. But the general observation that we can, and now we've done it in over 150 subjects with double blind studies where the uh, metabolic protein status of the uh, muscle can be positively affected even in the absence of exercise. That, that's great. And I mean, that was a lot of uh, great information. And like I said, I to kind of break down a little bit of it, uh, the idea of essential and non-essential, right? So I think what is there, there's 11 non-essential and nine essential amino acids. Right. And, and, and the dietary protein, those amino acids compose the proteins in the body. And there are over 3000 pro, uh, proteins in the body and they all have unique combinations of these different essential amino acids and non-essential amino acids. The distinction between the essential and non-essential amino acids is that the non-essential amino acids can be produced by metabolic pathways in the body. And uh, so you really don't need to eat non-essential amino acids. You do eat non-essential amino acids because dietary protein has both essential and non-essential. And if you eat enough dietary protein to meet your requirements for the essentials, you're going to bring along a fair number of uh, 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 non-essentials. And those non-essentials serve some process, serve some role, but uh, they're the main the main consequence of the non-essential amino acid intake is production of urea and ammonia, which uh, then are excreted by the kidneys. So they don't really have a major, the dietary uh, non-essential amino acids don't have the same kind of role as the essentials. And what that, so that's the first step that, that you can appreciate that, that they don't really provide a benefit, but they do provide calories and they do provide the nitrogen waste uh, products. So, uh, so that by just taking the profile of the essential amino acids in an intact dietary protein and, and deleting the non-essentials, we already are more than doubling the effectiveness on a gram per gram basis. Then once we mm -hmm. start manipulating the profile of those essential amino acids to target specific metabolic pathways, we can go to three, four times. And in fact, what we've shown repeatedly is that with different circumstances, the uh, profile with a specific patented uh, profile of essential amino acids, that we can get at least four times the effectiveness in terms of producing new protein in the body as compared to any high quality dietary protein like uh, whey protein. Wow. So, and let's kind of explore that meta different metabolic pathways. So I know the amino company produces several different products. Uh, I know myself, I'm using perform and heal. Um, and then if you guys listened to the podcast last week, we introduced the amino company as our sponsors of the podcast. Uh, our referral link is amino.com slash ATF. And the discount code is ATF for the addicted to fitness podcast. Um, so the metabolic pathways um, do the different products, so uh, basically facilitate those different metabolic, uh, those pathways? Yeah, I think that the four that, that, that we, one of the ones that's uh, been surprisingly effective is uh, to do with liver health. And it actually was a uh, uh, serendipitous discovery and in the in study in which we were looking at the beneficial effects on muscle of essential amino acids, we actually were just... Uh, getting the methodology sorted out to uh, measure liver fat, which has become a big problem health-wise now in the U.S. And, uh, you know, found that actually not only were we able to quantify the liver fat, 
but that the essential amino acid supplementation reduced the liver fat by 50%. And that led to a series of studies uh, in terms of how that actually works and so forth. But that's the, that's the heart of the, uh, of the product that's uh, uh, called Cleanse, I think. It's uh, de- de- developed to uh, focus on liver health. And uh, the other product called Life is uh, the same. I, I referred to this initial study in older people that where we were able to improve muscle mass and muscle function, even in the absence of, uh, of uh, any kind of exercise. And that it targeted the specific metabolic deficiencies in older people that limit how much benefit the nutritional uh, intake of protein can, can serve. And so that's the uh, product that is really uh, designed for the older generation and, uh, and specifically targeting those processes. The, uh, the PERFORM is designed as really a pre and during exercise uh, uh, product and the HEAL more of a post-exercise product mm-hmm. uh, with a longer, longer duration. But the, the, the use of the PERFORM before exercise and HEAL after exercise is what I use. You should be using the old folks uh, uh, <laughs> one, but I, since I'm still working out, I use the... Uh, the perform to kind of get going and, and the, uh, the heel to uh, sustain the response during exercise. So those are the products we are currently, we have other things that are in the works, but uh, those are the products that are on the uh, uh, website. Oh, thank you. And for now, let's kind of break down, like I said, I guess this is a little bit more uh, for my, my information, hopefully, obviously the listeners also, but since I'm using perform and heal, uh, let's look at like perform. Cause I, I refer to it as uh, a pre-workout, you know, which is probably a huge category and huge nebulous category. As far as there's so much stuff out there nowadays that are considered pre-workouts. Um, what, what's the benefit of taking it before, uh, what kind of ingredients are in it? I, we know the essential amino acids and how does it differ from, other pre-workouts that might have something like uh, BCAAs, branch chain, uh, branch chain amino acids. Okay, well, let me just, uh, uh, I think the way to, to deal with this is to look at, because this was really my mindset when developing this product, mm-hmm. it was purely as a runner. And that is, what are the factors that uh, I want to get out of a nutritional supplement? And I, I, I felt like there really was nothing I for most of my career, I'd had no nutritional supplement I took before or ran or any, any particular time. And when I began to see how beneficial they could be in different circumstances, I turned my attention to what I was personally interested in, which is mm-hmm. So there are different aspects that uh, we want to think about if you're going to have a supplement to uh, produce, to promote uh, better performance. And for me personally, the one of the hardest parts, maybe the hardest parts of uh, running uh, continuous training for 60 years of my life has been getting started, getting out the door for the start of the workout. And I kind of personally uh, overcame that that uh, dilemma where I'm getting home after work and just not having the energy to go out to, to work out uh, by running to work and running home from work. So there would always be a time of the day that I'd rather uh, go home than, uh, than keep working, even though I still wasn't looking forward to doing the run. Uh, and so that's, that's number one. Uh, and, and what we, in terms of that approach, like you said, there are tons of different uh, uh, types of supplement, you know, a lot of energy drinks, for example, and, and 
things that get you jacked up. But what I, my goal was to do it in a physiological way, and that is to amplify the neurotransmitter balance. Because one of the factors that these uh, essential amino acids play, which uh, are not widely appreciated, is that the neurotransmitters in the brain that determine the level of energy or fatigue are all produced from, are derived from these essential amino acids. And what we found is you could uh, modify the combination of essential amino acids to promote the production of dopamine in the brain and suppress the production of serotonin. Now, dopamine is the excitatory neurotransmitter that makes you feel good and, and with a lot of energy. Serotonin is the sleepy uh, neurotransmitter that you really don't want to have predominating your, uh, your uh, brain as you're trying to get the energy to go do a workout. Mm -hmm. The advantage of what we're doing is that we get the same kind of uh, initial kind of uh, jolt to get you out the door, but in a physiological way that persists throughout the exercise so that not only do you feel less tired at the beginning, but, but the, the, the thing that was, that I came across in one of my most cited papers over 2000 times it's been cited was looking at the energy substrates that are used to provide the energy for exercise. Because uh, starting in the 60s, there was the general perception that it, the muscle glycogen was really the key factor in providing energy and that you could maintain that by taking glucose and that uh, that was the whole key to, uh, to maintaining the exercise was to keep the availability of glucose up. And what, what we found is really that's not true, that the major source of energy for exercise, particularly any kind of aerobic exercise, is the fatty acids in your, that are stored in your body. And if you think about how effectively those fatty acids can be oxidized, just think of the uh, physique of the Kenyan distance runners, and they have almost no fat, and yet they can perform marathons with the uh, and fatty acids in their body providing all the energy. So that uh, that is by far the most effective way to uh, to maintain exercise and, and, and that in reality, as long as you don't do anything stupid, like taking too much glucose, that's going to not be the limiting factor, that it's much more the perception of fatigue, where the neurotransmitters make your body feel like you're tired than you actually are. And this all stems from a change in the concentrations of the specific amino acids in the blood that, that lead to the production of these neurotransmitters. So that I think everyone knows, you know, we always used to have an expression, you can always run one, one more quarter for an interval workout. And that there's really, other than at the very end of a marathon, there's very rarely any time where you could dig a little deeper, that there's a little more physiologically there than what you really think you can give. And that's, that's what uh, this beverage is intended to do, is to maintain the uh, focus throughout exercise by not letting the serotonin to, to dopamine ratio change to an unfavorable balance mm. that causes your perception of fatigue. And the third aspect, which is kind of a bonus, it's not the main goal, but it does, uh, does have an effect. And that is that the proteins in the body are in a constant state of turnover, meaning they're being broken down and reproduced. And the quality of the uh, muscle is directly related to how fast this process is going because the older muscle fibers that don't function as well are the ones that are broken down and they're replaced by highly functioning new fibers. And this is called muscle protein turnover. And by providing the amino acids through the exercise, we're able to maintain 
a high rate of this muscle protein turnover so that the quality of muscle is improved. Uh, and, and this is, of course, one of the major things that the heel is doing in the recovery, but even through the exercise, at least we're not getting a breakdown of muscle, which occurs in the absence of any sort of nutritional intake. You get a net breakdown of the muscle, which you then rebuild. But by taking the perform, you sidestep that whole thing and you make the balance between the muscle protein synthesis and breakdown. So we have really three aspects of this that are targeted by the formulation. One is getting out the door, getting the workout started, which for me is always a key issue, but there are other products you can do that that are, rely heavily on big jolts of caffeine, but doing it in a physiological way so that we maintain the neurotransmitter balance throughout exercise, which gives you a perception that you still got energy left. And that's extremely important. And the third point is just in terms of the muscle protein uh, turnover or the muscle protein metabolism that we're maintaining an optimal state through the exercise performance. So we're not breaking down our muscle during the exercise training. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, uh, that's a great explanation. I didn't realize that that's uh, just the, the quote unquote, what I classified as a pre-workout did all those things. So, and I know you kind of uh, mentioned heel while you were uh, uh, giving that explanation. And I know the heel, I, you know, just looking uh, uh, at the, the difference between the ingredient list, the heel itself has uh, a certain amount of whey protein in it, I'm guessing to kind of help with that repair of the, the, the muscles. Yeah, we have uh, uh, the, the second goal of this that I, you know, just thinking about objectively, what do I want to have in a supplement? And I know that these factors that I just described could be uh, improved with uh, essential amino acids. But, and, and, and from other studies, we know we can build up the muscle with essential amino acids, but as a runner, uh, you may not want to build up a muscle mass, but really just increase the efficiency of the, uh, of the muscles. And that was the basis for the design of the uh, heel. Uh, the whey protein is, uh, of all the dietary supplements, outside of the essential amino acids, the most effective. And it's not only this, the, the uh, fact that it's uh, digestible and has a good profile of amino acids, but it produces in the digestion, what are called tripeptides, which are small molecules that have specific effects of their own. And, and the dose do provide a benefit in terms of regenerating new muscle, but it also is digested slower. So it lasts over a longer period of time we modify the uh, profile of the amino acids by the appropriate balance of the uh, essential amino acids. So the two things work together. And the, the design of the product is such that it's not meant to increase. And, and if you take heel alone, it will replace broken down muscle fibers. It will increase the muscle protein turnover. And, and there, we have some new exciting results which show that it actually stimulates the, neuro, the neuromuscular junctions, meaning that the nerves that normally go to fire up the, mus, the, the, the muscle contracts because the nerves fire and that stimulates muscle contraction. And what we've recently found was that the uh, amino acids in the heel can, can increase this product, increase this process by increasing the stimulation or the, neuro, the, the number of nerves that are innervating the muscle. So there was no change in muscle strength Part of the benefit of the increased amino acids is that you're actually increasing the neural stimulation of what muscles you have. So it provides all of these factors, but 
It's designed to, to not increase your muscle mass. It's just turning over the protein so that, so that all of the proteins in the body that are getting worn out, so to speak, are being replaced at a faster rate. In order for it to build muscle mass, it needs to be taken in conjunction with a much higher energy intake as well. So that's the part to keep in mind with heal. Uh, the reason we called it heal is we found that, that, that recovery from surgery or trauma is greatly enhanced by this formulation. Mm -hmm. If you want to increase muscle mass, then you need to take the heal plus increase calorie intake. But since the focus of our exercise products is performance, uh, we're not focused on building mass. We're focused on uh, quality of muscle. And that is the basis for the, uh, the heel product that it, it enables a sustained increase in the uh, production of the, of the muscles that uh, improve production, uh, improve the performance of uh, each individual muscle fiber without making a big change in the body weight. Oh, that's, that's great to hear because like someone, someone, my, my type, essentially my fitness goals are, um, just to have be, you know, feel good enough to have regular exercise. It's not really, I obviously I'd like to have, uh, work on my muscle tone and things like that. Make sure I, I have the, uh, enough, you know, uh, lean mass on my skeleton. Uh, but it's really just maybe sure I can go out there and do it. Sounds like, like what you ran down, try to get out there every day or on a very regular basis to continue exercise. So that seems like what the heel can help me do. Cause I'll, I'll give you a little insight, you know, obviously the perform I take before my workouts, I know it says on the bottle, you take up to basically 30 minutes before the exercise or the workout. And then uh, while during the exercise to facilitate the workout, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and then I usually take my heel uh, as recovery at night. Now, is that appropriate or should I take it immediately after a workout? Yeah, that's exactly appropriate. I didn't really go into the timing. Mm -hmm. uh, the timing at night is particularly important because you're not eating anything. Mm -hmm. uh, but most of the major tissues and organs in your, in your body still need essential amino acids. The heart, uh, the skin, uh, the liver, these tissues and organs can't go for, for days without uh, maintaining their mass with the protein synthesis, but you're not eating, any, eating, eating anything. So the physiological response is that you start breaking down your muscle as soon as you're not eating the protein. You break down the muscle because you do have more than you really need for survival. And those amino acids are taken up by these other tissues and organs in the body that have a persistent requirement for them. So every night you lose protein. And then during the day when you start eating, you put it back on again. Mm -hmm. When you take heal and you, uh, before you go to bed, uh, that's part of the goal of heal of having the combination of essential amino acids and the whey protein because the effect will be long lasting and it'll last for several hours and, and keep the protein uh, turnover sustained even though you're not eating anything. So that you're sparing the muscle from being broken down by providing the amino acids for all the other tissues in the body that are going to have are going to require them one way or the other. They're going to either use the your own muscle and break it down and use those amino acids, or you're going to take uh, something like heal where it's coming in overnight and really uh, maintaining your optimal protein status in the body, even though you're not eating anything. So that's exactly the way that. Uh, I would recommend using the, uh, uh, and, and also the difference between the heel 
and the perform is the heal is purely predicated on improving muscle protein turnover. It's not keeping you alert like the uh, perform. So you don't need to worry about it keeping you awake. You wouldn't want right. to take the perform right before you go to bed. Uh, that's going to make a restless night of sleep. Uh -huh. But, the, but, the, but the, that's why we have a different formulation in the heel. It, it doesn't provide the uh, stimulation of alertness or anything. It, uh, if anything, will make you more sleepy. And uh -huh. so that's why it's great to take it in the evening. Yeah, that's interesting too, because I have a lot of, uh, I have my um, personal trainer myself and I just, this kind of jumped in my head. It's like one of the biggest things about, you know, obviously uh, a weight loss is a huge kind of uh, fitness goal of a lot of people. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they always complain, well, not always, but a large percentage complain about, you know, trying snacking at night. Right. So it's like snacking late. And honestly, if they get on a regular, a regular exercise regimen and then add the heel in, which does, you know, it's still a low caloric food or uh, still low calorie, but can satiate them through the whey protein that's in there, but also satiate the muscles. So help them recover and they can get back to, you know, a regular exercise regimen, which is going to help them weight loss with the weight loss goal. Absolutely. And, and the, the formulation of heel actually has a suppressive effect on uh, appetite so that uh, it can really uh, uh, help in the, in the way you're describing where you uh, uh, can uh, uh, take something that really is very low calorie. And uh, I mean, a, a full serving is going to not be more than 40 or 50 total calories mm -hmm. uh, and, and actually suppress the appetite in addition to pervading and, and with regard to weight loss, it's important to recognize, and we published several on this, that, that uh, uh, several papers on this point, this process that I'm talking about, protein turnover, where the protein is produced and, and broken down and produced and broken down, requires energy. And in terms of resting energy, it, it, it's almost, it can be as much as half of the total energy expenditure is totally directed to this, providing the fuel, for, if you will, mm -hmm. for this process. One of the major things that, that, that people that lose weight face that's really a dilemma is that the energy resting energy expenditure declines. And the reason is that in the absence of an adequate amount of protein intake and energy intake, the metabolic rate, the whole process of protein turnover slows down. Mm -hmm. So if you take this small amount of dietary protein and, and particularly the essential amino acids and increase the protein turnover, you're increasing energy expenditure. And we've shown in several different studies that with uh, essential amino acid formulations that we can increase the fat loss and decrease the muscle loss in relation to uh, caloric restriction weight loss diets. And uh, I think what we're seeing, we also have a major project going on now after bariatric surgery, which seems that we don't have the results of that yet, but we'll, we've been waiting to uh, launch a product specifically based on that big project. So we'll see, but, uh, the general idea seems to certainly be true, and that is that that one of the benefits for weight management is that this process of protein turnover that we've been focused on so much with heal in particular is that you will uh, maintain your energy expenditure at a higher rate and enable your weight loss to be sustained better. Excellent. I mean, that's uh, I was one of my next questions was if what's kind of I know we talked about the four products we have available right now, but what kind of other products are you guys working on? And that, that really kind of answered the question. And like you said, I mean, it's, 
obviously, I think it's no or no no secret that obesity is a, a huge concern in this country and really creeping worldwide. Also, um, so finding products that uh, are legitimate, like I said, go through the clinical trials uh, that actually can help people. Um, and like I said, and that is not just, you know, like I said, I know a lot of people are, uh, are still trying to get motivated to exercise, which is kind of a great way to, uh, increase that any energy expenditure. Um, but that's, uh, products like, the, this from a, the amino company is, uh, that's, that's very exciting. Cause I think, uh, if one, if we don't yeah. have <laughs> obesity is a huge concern that we need to, uh, kind of all, all hands on deck and addressing. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I wouldn't want to give the impression that this is a weight loss product. All right. But to understand the physiology that, uh, that causes weight loss to be difficult to sustain and that this, uh, the use of this insulin amino acids definitely can benefit that process, but we're not pushing it as a weight loss product per se, mm -hmm. but that uh, the, the whole concept of maintaining a protein turnover is really essential to, to maintaining your muscle mass and uh, energy expenditure as you lose weight. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that's great. All this is great information and I'm super excited. I know I introduced it last year, but I'm, or last year, excuse me, last episode uh, that uh, the Have Amino, the Amino Company as a sponsor of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. Um, and, you know, I use it myself. I, I don't, uh, I definitely am not somebody who just uh, recommends it without using it. I'm using it, you know, myself, um, weightlifting. I do jujitsu, martial arts. And, you know, a lot of, uh, uh spinning, um, and, uh, stationary bikes. So, uh, I use the poor form for me and I've definitely seen results. Um, and I'm trying, like I said, using the heel at night to make sure that I can get up and do it all again the next day. And so far, so that's good. always the challenge. It's uh, mm -hmm. the next day. That's exactly right. So, um, I wanted to ask you, you know, we're coming down to the end of our uh, conversation today. Uh, you've given out so much great information. If you had, if, say if you only had one piece of health advice to give to our listeners, what would it be? Well, that's easy. And that's persistence. Mm -hmm. uh, there is, I have gone through uh, probably 20 running partners over my uh, lifetime. And, you know, everyone that I've, it's always the same profile of starting, seeing what if you get in better shape, and then you start getting in better shape. And, Everything's going pretty well. And then one of two things happens. Either you start plateauing or you have some setback, like a significant injury or sickness or whatever. And it's just time and time again, so discouraging to people when that happens because it seems like you're back to square one and people give it up. And uh, I think I'm sort of living proof of the fact that you can not be a great athlete, but if you're just persistent and will not ever let yourself uh, – feel like um, too, you know, I've lost too much and just keep sticking with it, that that is really the key to success, whether you're doing the workouts like you're doing or whether I've done or whatever is much less important than just the fact that you're doing something on a regular basis and that no matter what happens, that's what you do. In fact, the way I've looked at it, I remember the first, the first time I ran the Boston Marathon, it was 104 degrees and the race starts at noon. So you can imagine what that was like. And uh, oh, you know, I, I, I like playing golf and about halfway through the race, we were running by this beautiful golf course. And I looked out there and I was thinking, why am I doing this? That I could be out playing golf. And after, and so when I finished, I had probably had two or three weeks where I was just like, you know, I didn't run at all. And I, I thought, well, you know, I, I just, 
can't come up with a good answer as to why I'm doing it. So I decided right then that I, what I decided was, I, I'm going to say, I'm telling myself, this is just what I do. And I'm never going to question again, why am I doing it? It's just what I do. And uh, that's sort of the mantra I've had all my life. And uh, I think that would be the main recommendation I'd have to somebody. Make If you're going to make a commitment to exercise, then that's what you do. And you never stop and question why you're doing it or when you should do it or anything else. It's just that's part of who you are. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice. And I love that idea, too. I feel like I share similar ones because, you know, it's just it's part of the daily routine. You know, you yeah. make exercise part of your daily routine and that's it. No questions asked. So, uh, Dr. Wolf, thank you so much for joining us today. Hopefully, I know you, I'm sure Amino Co- the Amino Company is going to be putting out new products in the near future. And you'd come back on and share it with us. Uh, before you go, please let the listeners know how they can reach out to you or any other uh, products and companies that uh, you'd like to share. Yeah, the uh, email is rrw2 at live, L-I-V-E dot com. And uh, I'm actually happy to answer directly uh, direct questions. Uh, you can also go through the AminoCo uh, website. That's a little more efficient because uh, mm-hmm. I get a lot of emails every day. So if you're looking for a quick response, you might go directly to the Minico website because I think there's a uh, mm-hmm. contact us kind of. Uh, well, I know they get a lot of questions because I get them forwarded to me. So, uh-huh. uh, so that's got to work. I haven't actually looked at how you do that. But but if it's a pressing issue, I'm happy to discuss it. If you just uh, give me a couple of days to get back to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we'll make sure to keep all. We'll, we'll put that email and the uh, the uh, website on the uh, on our show notes today. Um, and I like to reiterate um, that obviously um, for our referral link is aminoco.com slash ATF and our discount code is ATF. Um, once again, I'm a believer of these products and I'm glad Dr. Wolf came on to, to make me even more of a believer today. So I really appreciate that, Dr. Wolf. Okay, good. Well, this is fine. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview with Dr. Robert Wolf from the Amino Company. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of information he gave you. He's very technical. I mean, you can tell that's his expertise. Um, so hopefully everybody hung with it. And really, I feel uh, he got a great explanation of the benefits of um, essential amino acid supplementation, specifically from the amino company. So let's do a quick review. I know, you know, personally been using these products, uh, specifically the Perform and the Heal. And as you guys were listening towards the end of the interview, uh, the Heal supplement, I take it at night to help recover, help my muscles recover so I can get up the next day uh, to do my workout, my desired workout. And when we kind of discovered uh, in that interview that this is actually not not only good, the Heal supplement is not only good for avid people, avid exercise goers or people who exercise on a regular basis yeah it's also great for uh, individuals that are just starting their exercise kind of uh regimen you know people who maybe have fitness or weight loss or muscle gain as a goal or you know essentially you know uh create more lean muscle mass they uh they use this product not only to help those muscles recover every night but also to kind of uh uh, minimize, uh, late night snacking. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, Dr. Wolf talked about that at the end of the interview that it can really curb those hunger pangs, but also uh, really provide the uh, uh, essential amino acids that you need to to basically help all the metabolic keep your uh, resting metabolic rate on the higher level. So you keep burning calories at rest, which is another huge portion of a, uh, uh, one of a component of weight loss, sustained weight loss. So I think that was a great discovery that uh, we talked about in the interview that I think it, it, it shows that the, these, the heal supplement specifically applies to not just regular exercisers, but people who are just getting back into exercise or just starting to start a regular exercise routine. So it can really benefit everybody. Um, and then, you know, we talked about the Perform product, um, you know, which you guys heard my thoughts about earlier in the episode, uh, that I've never used a pre-workout before. And you guys heard about it in the interview, but it, I've really seen no real things that's really knocked my socks off. You know, everything has all just been like caffeine and niacin base, even those, you know, those products are beneficial, but it seemed to be an overload of those things and all the products I saw. And then when I started using the amino acid, the amino company perform, I got more of a, uh, uh, not such a huge energy boost, but really, uh, the feeling that I could sustain the workout. And Dr. Wolf talked about that. He was like, yeah, that was the intent that the essential amino acid composition in Perform helps actually turn on certain neurotransmitters to help you believe that you have more energy to complete your workout. So it was like, he talked about that. I mean, their, their, their clinical trials actually discovered that, that it's not, you know, I think we've talked about on the podcast before that exercise, when you're done, creates serotonin, the feel good chemicals, right? Mm -hmm. Well, one kind of thing that happens while you're exercising, depending on how long you exercise, is that sometimes those serotonin chemicals start getting introduced a little too early and you want to complete the workout. You're feeling like you don't have the energy to really go one more round or one more set. And he said the perform, you know, Dr. Wolf explained how the perform actually tells your neurotransmitters that you have more energy. So I thought that was a really interesting, um, that enlightenment to me, you know, even before I started using the product or, you know, I've been using the products and been feeling that sensation, but Dr. Wolf actually explained it in the interview that that's what it's doing. It's, it's actually desired intent is to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought it was very cool. And like we said in the beginning, it's, we, we really, um, I try to do our due diligence when looking for sponsors. If we want people to actually buy these products or think people who, who maybe are in our need of some exercise supplements or recovery supplements, we want to make sure we give stuff that we believe in. Well, that, and we also do really like products that fit a variety of people depending mm-hmm. on where you are. You know, it doesn't necessarily just have to be for someone who's at one particular point in their journey. And as you learned, that is a benefit of these products in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys, uh, I, I said the, the website are, are basically our uh, referral link uh, multiple times on this episode already. Um, once again, aminoco.com slash ATF. You guys will see my um, my uh, uh, testimonials about the, the Perform and the Heal products, but you also get to know, uh, learn more about the other two products they have. The Heal, oh, excuse me, not the Heal. 
excuse me, the life product that we talked about, or uh, Dr. Wolf talked about, and then the purity, which I think he referred to as cleanse uh, in the interview, but it's actually referred to as purity. Um, so those are the other two products they have. Um, once again, guys, uh, please check that out. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this interview. Hopefully you found it informative. Uh, and really, uh, I, I thought it was appropriate because it really explained why uh, you know, maybe you guys know I'm science. I'm all about the science base. So Dr. Yep, Dr. Wolf uh, really uh, explained the science of why these products work and why I'm going to continue to use them. And if you guys are in need of something that you believe that these products can uh, help with, I, you know, I would suggest you use them also. So thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Please uh, leave your feelings about this week's episode in the ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. You got anything else for them this week? Nope. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll check in next time. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.